What's up, Let's world? Go. What do you do when <laughs> devastation invades? If you know the truth, it'll make you free. How do you move on? And whom the sun sets free? One day your life is free indeed. 24 hours, everything has drastically changed. As difficult as it may be, we must evaluate what is lost and what is lost. Trapped in the bondage of what you used to be. What's good, family? You already know what time it is. Thank you for tuning in to another Free Indeed Friday. Let me get you through this traffic. Let's get it. So check it out. Ain't nothing like a good laugh. As a matter of fact, they say it even helps with the digestion of food. So let me help you out real quick. What happens to a frog's car when it breaks down? It gets towed away. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me try another Question, is Google male or female? Here's the answer. Female, because it doesn't let you finish a sentence before it starts making suggestions. <laughs> I didn't write it. I'm just reporting it. Don't get mad at me. On Free Indeed Fridays, I try to expose you to some dope music that maybe you've never heard before. In the words of Eric Bellinger, this gonna be your favorite song. <laughs> The first day of the week, real early, everybody still sleep. But the sun already shining, grave clothes he done left behind, and got all power in his hand. Never will he suffer again for redemption for all man's sin. All in the weekend.
before the Sabbath can begin. So check this out. I want to start something new with the podcast that I'll try to insert weekly uh, called Free Indeed Friday Flowers. It's just going to be kind of a random expression of love or appreciation for a person. Maybe a family member, maybe a person that doesn't even know I exist in the world. But I just want to speak some positivity and love into the atmosphere. Uh, Too many times we only say good things about people when they're dead and gone. And I'm trying to give some people some flowers while they're still alive. So here goes Free Indeed Friday Flowers. So as I start this segment, Free Indeed Friday Flowers, it makes perfect sense for me to start with the one who started free, for lack of a better term. And I want to give flowers today to my mother, Carol Marshall. Um, as a 37-year-old minister of the gospel and God has kind of blessed my ministry Um, a lot of people may know me and don't know her Um, but I think it's extremely important 
that people um, know the connection and my greatest supporter um, over the span of my life has been my mother. One of uh, 11 siblings uh, that lived and uh, she had another sibling that uh, did not make it through birth. Um, but she has been a single woman her entire life. Uh, single mother raised me all by herself and in spite of that made sure that I had every possible opportunity to be successful in life. Um, she definitely made sure I stayed on top of my schoolwork. Being a dummy wasn't an option. Uh, but at the same time, she was at all of my sporting events extracurricular pursuits and then made sure that I was in church every time the church door opened. I joke all the time my mama had a drug problem. She drugged me to church um, every time the doors were open but she literally kept me in church until church got in me. Um, I literally almost didn't have much of a choice but to choose Jesus because I grew up in a house where the idea was asked for me and my house we will serve the Lord and I'm grateful uh, for my teaching, grateful for my upbringing uh, but even in that uh, becoming a, a grown man my mother has kind of stayed by my side, rode for me, encouraged me, supported me because our personalities are similar we argue a lot she's quick to tell me how I'm wrong and how I need to do better uh, but at the same time there have been times where I felt I had no one else uh, but it was very um, obvious and apparent that she was in my corner I want to thank God for giving me a godly uh, praying mother I cannot say that my mother was one way in private and another way in public. She has been consistent and she has taught me to be consistent uh, throughout uh, my life. I'm grateful for her prayers, grateful for her support, grateful for her love. And wherever I go, whatever I accomplish, I'll never forget uh, the days when it was just she and I. Uh, the days when she sacrificed so that I could have. The days when she would go uh, to the suit store to buy suits for a little fat preacher boy. Uh, those things, you know, you just kind of never forget. And so uh, I do want to give flowers to my mama today, uh, Carol Marshall. I thank God for you. I thank God for you loving me. I thank God for you challenging me. I thank God for you whipping me when I needed it. I thank God for you interceding on my behalf, supporting, uh, submitting to my leadership, the whole nine. I love you a million times. Take these free indeed Friday flowers. All right, let's do this. What's happening, family? This is Pastor Free, and this is another Free Indeed Friday. Um, you know, fourth Fridays, we do the Fellowship Edition, and so today I'm super excited to have my brother from another mother, <laughs> Pastor A.L. Sneed II, who is the lead pastor, founder, shepherd, teacher. What, what, what's your proper title? Mm. Mm? <laughs> they call him. Mm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Mm. <laughs> What's your proper title? Uh, pastor teacher. Pastor teacher, uh, Arthur L. Sneed II. Uh, and I'm excited to have him here for a conversation today. Listen, do what you can. Uh, introduce yourself to the people. Some, most of the people in my audience may know you, but some may not. So whatever you want to say about yourself. Mm. Um, <laughs> um. 
Pastor L. Sneed II, um, and I pastor South Austin Community Church um, here in the city. Um, and Of what? Austin, Texas. I'm, I'm global, you know what I'm saying? You can't say here in the city. People know me everywhere. Austin, Texas. <laughs> um, and I just happen to have this on today, so that's kind of messed up. But um, kind of ripping the Longhorns, but it, it is horns. what it is, y'all. Go Rams. Yeah, the Rams do. HT, <laughs> y'all, in Austin, Texas. Austin, and, Texas, baby. Remember Vince Young <laughs> did that? <laughs> Mm. Oh, oh, Vince. <laughs> All right, we better keep moving. Go, go ahead. Anything else you want to say about yourself? What about your family? You don't want to... Man, y'all talk about my, my God people. Uh, so, married to... Uh, happily married to my wife, uh, Viviana Sneed. Mm-hmm. We've been together for... Uh, coming up on 29 years, about to celebrate year 21 of marriage. Praying for her. Man, oh please, God. Do, do not stop... Uh, and then also, uh, we have two children, mm-hmm. Trey and Victoria. Trey is 12, yeah. Victoria's 14. Help me, Lord Jesus. Did you say 14? Scary. That's like Fortnite. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we just get one more. He got a beautiful little church fan family, uh, and I wanted him to take that time because his family is is my family. They are very important to me. Um, anybody who knows me know that I don't throw around the term friend loosely uh, because I believe any person who has too many friends has too many faces, and I only got mm-hmm. one. I got mm-hmm. one face. Um, but anyway, Arthur Sneed, Arthur Sneed is indeed my friend and my brother. I love you, man. Likewise, I'm standing in front of everybody. For today, yo. I want to have an interesting conversation, though, today. And I want to call today's episode of Free and D Friday's Fellowship Edition podcast, No Church in the Wild. No Church in the Wild. Now, those of you who are super saved don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but on Jay-Z's record entitled Watch the Throne, uh, he had a song featuring Kanye West, The Dream, and Frank Ocean called No Church in the Wild. And the song essentially basically talked about what is the value of religion and philosophy Mm -hmm. to a person whose life is lived in the harsh reality of the streets. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Jay-Z, and we know a lot of things have been said about him and spirituality and um, maybe even the implications of devil worship. But, But he, in this song, basically talks about some of the ills of the church and religion and how, in many instances, the church is obsolete to a person who lives his life under the street lights and hustling, selling drugs, uh, violence, the whole nine. And so because of that, uh, I kind of want to borrow that title because as we look at the landscape and the climate of contemporary church existence, uh, we are seeing a drastic falling away like mm-hmm. never before in all of history uh, that the church is starting to play a smaller and smaller role in the lives of people. And even people of faith uh, don't really see much value in organized religion, as mm-hmm. they call it. Uh, so I want to ask you this question to, to kind of start off the conversation. What do you see as the current condition of the church? What do you see? If you had to mm-hmm. categorize the current state of the church, what would you say? 
Honestly, um, we are at times serving um, at a deficit. Uh, I believe as you stated with individuals not being present, uh, whether it be in our worship experience or actively involved in ministry, <clears throat> uh, when we have individuals that's missing, then it actually it takes away from what we could do. It, it limits our reach. Mm -hmm. uh, just like if we have individuals that's there, which everyone is gifted with at least one gift, uh, and be, people have you know connections, and you know when we can come together and collaborate as a body, even a local body, uh, then we can do more in our community, do more beyond the walls. Right. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, we need to move beyond the walls. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but then there are needs in the house. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so so I think that that we we have a great challenge. We have generational gaps. I think we sometimes can miss ministering effectively to the next generation and even the now generation. So wow. we we have some challenges there uh, that that really the Lord can give us all wisdom and insight and, you know, to be able to, to make up that difference in what I even call the deficit. Yeah. I, you, you bring out a, a huge point that uh, we're serving at a deficit. I think back in history and um, at one point the church was like the community center, mm -hmm. right? Everything mm -hmm. kind of functioned and ran through the church. And now people say, well, the contemporary church isn't doing anything, but it's hard to do anything when you don't have the numbers, the support, right? So um, if you go back to the civil rights movement, the church was the meeting place, the gathering place. And so anything that happened in the community, it funneled through the church. But once you start uh, having meeting places that are outside of uh, the religious community, then you take away the strength that comes from that strength in numbers. Mm. Uh, so you definitely hit on something uh, right on the on the head about serving from a deficit. Um, but it's so it's so sad. I was having this conversation uh, with my wife the other day. I grew up, you know, we both were boy preachers. Mm. How old were you when you started preaching? Eight. Eight. Mm. Me too. Mm -hmm. I don't think I knew that. Mm. I thought I was more impressive than you. I thought you were like ten or something. No, you're still more impressive. <laughs> now, you was a little stinger sneed. You made the paper. I didn't make the paper till I was like a teenager. <laughs> I feel some kind of way about that. Please don't. I'm trying to catch up. Anyway, so, um, but as boy preachers, you know, we grew up in a different era where the pastor mm -hmm. preacher was an admired figure mm -hmm. that kind of commanded respect. He always got the big piece of chicken at people's dinner, <laughs> you know, whatever it was. That was this idea and this reverence that came from spiritual leadership uh, that our people historically looked forward to Sundays to come mm -hmm. to worship. It was a time, you know, if mm -hmm. everywhere else in the world we were diminished. At the church, there was a value placed, especially on people of color. Mm -hmm. So for us to get to a point where now we're doing so good that we don't have room for God is kind of, mm -hmm. it's a sad thing. And then we definitely have lost respect for spiritual leadership. Uh, and truly, you know, they're, they're, that not without reason, right? Mm -hmm. Over the over, Throughout history, there have been issues of scandal and mm -hmm. misappropriations within church and so on and so forth. Um, but I keep coming back to this thought, the bride of Christ, church, the church is still the bride of Christ. And I don't mm -hmm. care how jacked up my wife is. It's still my bride. Right. Mm -hmm. And I ain't going to let you talk about it. Now I might mm -hmm. talk about it, <laughs> but, but I'm not going to let you talk about it. And I think uh, many times we forget that the church of Jesus Christ, as ugly as she may be, mm -hmm. is still his bride. Mm -hmm. And he's got to feel some kind of way. 
uh, because ultimately, and this is what I was getting to, it's the church that's killing the church. Mm. It's not the world that's killing wow. the church. It's that's our good. disrespect, mm. our lack of commitment, you know, mm. because half the things that go on in the church, if you mm -hmm. will, the world wouldn't know anything about it because they don't show up. It's the church people who come and then report it. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So if that's the case, what can we do at this mm -hmm. point? I mean, because the church is hemorrhaging like, mm -hmm. at this point. It's, it's not, you know, mm -hmm. mega churches, small churches, progressive churches, traditional churches, right? That was a, that was a season where any church that was trying to be non-traditional was kind of experiencing some success. But even mm -hmm. that's gone, right? Mm -hmm. We used to think the problem was people don't want old, stale, traditional church. That's what we were saying, mm -hmm. right? But now they say, we, we don't want your fresh, new <laughs> lights popping and the preacher with Yeezys on. We don't want that either. <laughs> so what are we going to do, man? What, what do we do? What, what's the answer? What's the solution? Man, I don't know. Okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I agree with uh, with what you stated. That he said, "Man, I don't know." Oh, no. The way you painted it Hope is so as true. Much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but seriously, I I think as you mentioned, like you know, I mean, what the Bible talks about that you know the kingdom divided against itself can't stand, mm -hmm. and so. You know, whether we want to look at, you know, the local church or the kingdom of God, you know, as a whole, you know, I think as you stated, when we are divided mm -hmm. amongst ourselves, when there is no connection, when there is no collaboration, when when individuals are comfortable and cool with ministering in silos or uh, or separately, mm -hmm. then we auto we automatically come in. Um, you know, not as strong as we as we could, right. and and we don't have a lot of opportunities to reach the loss. Yeah, and then also you have individuals in the house that, for some reason, the adversary, I believe, you know, has utilized used individuals in house to, uh, you know, to try to divide, to to hinder, to discourage all so that. So it's a lot know. of Negroes that's lost in the house. Mm, that like, elder brother complex. Yeah, like that coin, you know. <laughs> yes, so, sir. so yeah, I I totally agree that you know I mean I mean we yes you know I totally agree you know you mentioned about you know the struggle in leadership you know yes there has been a lack of integrity there has been a struggle with honesty and you know there have been a lot of missed opportunities you know we we the church could do a, a better job a greater job in ministering to the community yeah. uh being community activists or mm -hmm. you know uh, being a greater support to the needs you know politically mm -hmm. uh but then i think also you know until we can you know agree that that we're all imperfect uh and therefore the things that that cause you know differences or our differences which we sometimes call diversity it should mm -hmm. not cause a divide it should cause us to be more dynamic mm -hmm. so yeah. if, if we are the body exactly right that the fact that my hand look different from my foot shouldn't matter that's right yeah, if we mm -hmm. if we make up the body, um, you mentioned collaboration. I'm gonna come back to that in just a second. But uh, in the in the vein of what we're talking about, I've been hearing a lot of um, of implications and suggestions that perhaps what is driving people away from the church is the secularization of the church. Mm. And um, it's interesting because I'm kind of going through this moment of self-reflection 
And 10 years ago, when we launched Abundant Life Church, my heart was pure. Mm. Um, I knew what God was telling me to do. And I had a, a desire to be relevant to the culture mm. and to meet the demands of the culture which I think everyone who's ever sought to do progressive ministry, that's what they were up to, right? Mm -hmm. Responding to the idea that there were people who were saying, well, I don't want to go to church because I don't want to have to put a suit on. Mm -hmm. Or I don't want to go to church because it's boring. Mm -hmm. They sing those old songs, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the mm -hmm. stuff that we were hearing. So the response was, okay, well, you don't have to wear a suit every Sunday. Or uh, we're going to sing these songs that, you know, have a different musical feel. And then we add lights into worship and, and you know, dancing and all, all these different things as a response to try to bring passion back to worship. But now the world says, well, the church is too much like the club and the church mm -hmm. is too much like going to a concert. And it's like, man, we, we did all this for you. <laughs> <laughs> and now you sit here saying that this is not what you, what you want. And I think ultimately the world don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. They will not know, right? We're supposed mm -hmm. to feed them the truth. Um, and, and, and if it's the truth hmm. now, now presentation does matter. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I'm definitely at a point of reflection as to how we do ministry. Hmm. Seven or eight years ago, I thought I was, it was brilliant to start streaming my worship service. Hmm. Had no idea that Negroes would decide, well, if you're going to stream it, mm -hmm. I can stay at home. Mm -hmm. Right. And so a lot of our attempts to be progressive maybe have played into the condition of the church now. Hmm. So what are your thoughts as to how to be relevant and effective for the long haul, right? So that, Because everything seems so trending, right? Mm. Something is hot and then it's not. So what, what do we do about that? Mm. That's good. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to shift the responsibility, but I will say that in, in many pastors' efforts and our efforts, as you stated, um, in, in efforts to reach the loss, um, you know, we've heard for years, you know, we're not going to change the message, you know, but we'll change and we'll alter and adjust the method. Mm -hmm. Sadly, I think that that we have we've done that so much that now people have become almost spoiled. Yeah. So now. Instead of me coming up to worship, regardless to who's preaching, regardless to who's singing, regardless to what song is being sung, regardless right. to how long right. or how short worship is, like, like there's so many things that people want, and it's like, you know, if you don't want this, you know, we'll consume. Right. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, if, if I ain't feeling this and I go to another church or I stay at home mm -hmm. or, you know, I just, you know, I catch some on YouTube or whatever. But it's like when I believe that when individuals, when believers, and like you said, you know, just talking about in-house, you know, when believers are like, I'm committed to Christ mm -hmm. and, and I'm committed and, and I'm connected, you know, through covenant, yeah. then I don't need to be catered. Right. You know, it's like, no, let me let me come in. Let me focus on, you know, the things that Christ said that we need to be about. You right. know, we we need to be about the father's business. You mm -hmm. know, we need to be about, you know, reaching the lost, you know, evangelizing, discipleship. You know, so it's like some foundational things that I think many people have left. And then, you know, I think individuals have left many things, including their first love. Yeah. So I think some of those things are, are a challenge and then, you know, and then just being, you know, it's like Christ, 
and the commitment to Christ or the desire to be in worship or, or to serve through a local church. You know, I, I, will, I will get on my soapbox for a minute. Come on, get on it. So, what's the zest, Irish Spring, dial, what kind of soap? All the above. Okay, let's get it. So, <laughs> I think some of the things that dilutes the power that's in the house mm -hmm. is individuals, I use the word again, individuals that are in the house. And instead of being a part of the body, they choose to do their own personal private ministry. Now, I'm not Ooh. saying that God hasn't given individuals a ministry and but it's like some people they they'll come to a local church mm -hmm. and they have a, a modern way now of dividing the church or stealing sheep come through um, they'll come through come through they'll come <laughs> through the church with the sole intentions of springboarding off of something mm -hmm. uh they they'll take pieces and parts of a vision act like it came directly from the Lord to them, mm -hmm. and then they'll go do something down the street. And then you've seen that. You're, you're you know, board preacher, church planner. You know, everybody, the truth is, everybody ain't called everybody ain't to called. start a church, mo to, to mo plan. Most, most ain't called. Oh, man. The Lord ain't talking like that to everybody. Man. To everybody. Man, you know man. what? You finna man. open up something completely uh, uh, different right there. I, I felt it in your, mm. in your chest. You, you, <laughs> you, you came strong with that, with, with folks hijacking platforms. Oh, I, I, I felt you in the mm. spirit. Uh, and, and, and I can say, you know, if, if we can't say nothing else, we've been in this for a long time. Mm. And so whatever... Uh, you know, comes to us or doesn't come to us, it won't be because we didn't put in our time and pay our dues. So right. I understand the frustration right. because you're right. People can hijack platforms mm. and social media doesn't make it any easier. Mm. Uh, I, I have this issue. Social media gives a platform to everybody, mm -hmm. right? It, everybody can speak to the masses and everybody just don't need to be, right? It's like when the news show up and there's been a murder, it seemed like they go and find the most illiterate <laughs> ghetto person, put the mic in their face and everybody doesn't deserve a platform they're not polished enough they're not prepared enough mm. and so it is frustrating mm. uh, to see anybody who get up and preach one good sermon and then people come mm. tell you and maybe that's something that needs to be known Mm. We've been the boy preacher. We know what it's like to preach that one good sermon, and everybody come up to you after church, pat you on the back, mm. tell you you need your own ministry. Mm. But them same Negroes are lying to you because <laughs> they go to Luby's. Back then it was mm. first. They'll go to first <laughs> and run you down, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is people start believing their own press, mm. and instead of building something what they really are doing is tearing something apart mm. so man you 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 we might need to come back and talk about that um <laughs> another time another mm. another discussion about platform hijacking mm. Ooh. anyway I, you, I got it in my feelings <laughs> my, my bad i need to apologize anyway so uh, a couple of years back maybe seven eight years ago we started uh we sat down and we kind of started dreaming about an alliance or a mm. fellowship of sorts that we call the Next Level Ministry Fellowship. Mm. And um, over the last seven, eight years, we've done um, various things from back to school, backpack drives mm. to citywide prayer gatherings to uh, Thanksgiving worship experiences, mm. um, um, the Next Level Leadership mm. Conference mm. that we did. Uh, and all of this was uh, an attempt to bring different churches across denominations mm -hmm. together to see what we could accomplish together mm -hmm. 
You mentioned collaborations earlier. Let me ask you this. What is the value of kingdom collaboration? Mm. Man, that's good. Uh, I, I would say even for one that when you have other people that's helping you lift it, mm-hmm. it's not as heavy. Wow. The work is not as hard. And we can... You are such a preacher. That was good. You you dumped me right there. Go ahead. Mess you free. Yeah. Uh, so... My Lord. I need somebody to help me lift. Uh, it's too heavy. Get the other end of that table. <laughs> I wonder who... And so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like so um and I again believe that if if we can if we can you know come together and and to be able to do that it takes great I would say great humility. Mm-hmm. I believe we was able to do that from the beginning because we understood what the goal was. Our very first leadership conference was cuz we realized man we we're, we're a young church, you know, you know, some babes, you know, in Christ or right. are there. We need our leaders develop. Right. And so we had a certain goal and we went after that. So it wasn't, we weren't in competition. We understood that we had the same needs, same desires, same struggles. And so so we went after that. And and so the, I, I believe the blessing in collaboration, you have uh, a plethora of ideas that can come forth. And we all have blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so we have individuals that are gifted and talented in areas that we're not. Right. Uh, And so being able to bring those together and produce something, I I believe the word that when, you know, when when brethren can dwell together in unity, I mean, there's a blessing that's commanded upon that. When believers are unified, you know, when God, you know, prophets, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, regardless of how cold a prophet is, uh, or a prophetess is right. whenever they share a word is still in part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we need to be able to bring all of the pieces together so we can complete the puzzle. Right. And so, uh, so I, I think that has been the blessing. The blessing is that it's always richer. You know, people use a term and it's so true that we are better together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, man. so that has been a blessing. What we've seen, uh, and, and, you know, it's just it's just awesome to be able to see individuals coming together. The Lord gave me a gave me a word uh, about our the church. I'm blessed and privileged and humbled and honored to pastor. And the Lord shared with me that that in the season that He shared it, <clears throat> that we are a great group of individuals. Mm-hmm. And and I celebrated quickly and immediately when I, I knew God said that we are a great group of individuals until the spirit of God said it again and I heard what he said, that we are a great group of individuals. My Lord. And so until even the local church or, you know, in the city or in a community can come together and, you know, then we can't be a team, we can't be more effective right. if we're just a bunch of good or great individuals right. that's, that have even different goals, desires, and dreams. Yeah, you sound like Big Mama on Soul Food. All them fingers separated, <laughs> it's pointing. But when you roll them fingers together into a fist, that fist can strike a mighty blow. You remember Big Mama? <laughs> I remember. Oh, Big Mama dumped me too. So, yes, uh, I hear what you're saying, and, and, and you, you're spot on, of course. Um, 
I, I just, I, I hope that we can get to a point. And I, mm-hmm. I honestly think that what's going on in the state of the church now mm-hmm. may be God trying to drive us back together. Mm-hmm. Right? We got, we got to the point where churches were so individually strong. Like back in the day, mm-hmm. especially the African-American church community, mm-hmm. they had associations and mm-hmm. stuff where uh, churches would come together. And the purpose of it was they understood we may not be able to do much separate, but when we come together, we can raise money to support the college or raise money to do this, that, and the other. But what has happened is that with the emergence of mega churches and the progression of ministries mm-hmm. uh, that, and then the, the distinctions in doctrines and so on and mm-hmm. so forth, um, churches got to the point where they said, well, I can do more mm-hmm. separate from the organization. And then, of course, there are some um, associations, if you will, that are um, exclusive, mm-hmm. right? So if you're not this, you can't be a part, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether that's, you know, a, a denominational tag or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so what we set out to do was do something that was inclusive. Right. And I thought we were uh, very, um, we have been faithful to that. Mm-hmm. And even in ways that you've had to challenge me to kind of stretch my Baptist borders um, as it pertains to the things that we would allow into our fellowship and not. So I, I thank God for, for, for even allowing that growth to take place in me. Um, now, with that being said, we can see the value of uh, kingdom collaboration, how uh, it benefits a greater group of people. Uh, we can do more when we come together. We're better together the whole nine. Let's keep it 100. There's mm-hmm. something that's keeping us, mm-hmm. us, and then, mm-hmm. there, you know, other people who try in the same kingdom pursuit. That's something that, that keeps it from um, maximizing, if you will. Mm-hmm. So what are potential hindrances to kingdom collaborations? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I think some of it is, and, you know, whether it's a reason or an excuse, um, individuals are so busy mm-hmm. and and so in the midst of that individuals are then not intentional right. and so to be able to set out you know okay this is what we're going to do so you know I, I guess I can say improper planning and you know and preparation and you know it not being an afterthought but it's like you know this is what we're going to do we're going to collaborate and so I think some of those things uh, and also you know individuals just want their own stuff <laughs> you know they they want to be that dude you know they want to be that woman they want to be you know the elite mm-hmm. but it's like man like you know there's room at the top of the mountain I ain't been there but I heard <laughs> I heard there's room at the top of the mountain but you know it's like man you know we can get this thing together we can create something totally different so I think sometimes individuals can be so selfish is why they operate in silos and, mm-hmm. and then also just having tunnel vision. I'm, I'm guilty of that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm focused on SAC. You know, I'm like, okay, like, we got to get this fixed. Okay, we got to change this. We got to, you know. Right. And then, you know, a lot of times, whether it be feeling inadequate or like this is just not the right season to be connecting and collaborating and everything. Like, we trying to do what, what God has called us to do in this pocket of the city. But then, again, you know, we, you know, when... When we stop fishing with rods and start fishing with nets, it's kind of evergreen. Ah, well. Then, you know, we can catch more. We can catch more fish when we can network uh, mm-hmm. versus, you know, when we're just. Did you say network? 
Because uh, I like that. Yeah. I, because I believe this, this is what the Lord chasing me on, is that our net, our net worth hinges on our network. And so, you know, I think last year, the year before, the Lord told me, partner or perish. Mm -hmm. And I think I shared that with you. And it's like, you know, we can just go and do whatever and stuff for our local churches or local causes or what's near and dear to our heart. Uh, but then until we, we learn how to partner and come, come together, network, all those things, right. then, you know. So, so unfortunately, mm -hmm. I'm at this place where I'm struggling with what I believe about the local church, mm -hmm. right? Because, I mean, what you said is very true. A lot of the obstacle is our individual labor is cumbersome. Whatever I have going on in my local church uh, can demand all my time and attention. Mm -hmm. But then also, some of it is competitive, mm -hmm. right? If if I partner, mm -hmm. if I share, then I may have to be the assistant versus the lead. Mm -hmm. Or I may be lending my gifts and talents to somebody else when I could be building my own thing. Mm -hmm. And I think we don't, we're not honest enough to admit that. But so what comes to mind is, you know, this whole local church concept is not biblical, mm -hmm. right? In, in the Bible, in, in the New Testament, that was a church for the city. Mm -hmm. Good. And there's, there's not this <clears throat> denominational divide and all this stuff that mm -hmm. we got going on. So I'm, I'm struggling, man. I, I know God gave me a vision to plant this church. Mm -hmm. And I think God has given fruit and affirmation and confirmation. But I also believe it's not God's will for there to be a million churches in Austin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just not. Mm -hmm. And then I start wondering and questioning how God feels about the local church. Mm -hmm. You know how to understand? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I hope you understand what I'm saying, right? Because because at, at certain points in the local church, you know, churches get end up getting split, mm. right? Yeah. We don't agree over such and such, or we want this person to be our pastor, and y'all don't. And then so the church mm. split. Um, it's just a lot of different stuff going on. And sometimes it seems like the churches that have the vision and the passion to do ministry don't have the resources. Mm. And then on the flip side, it seems like the churches that have the resources because mm -hmm. of tenure or whatever don't have vision or passion to mm -hmm. do. And so I, I'm, it just put me in a weird headspace, man, mm. about the local church. And, and we both kind of planted churches. Mm -hmm. um, but, but what does revitalizing <laughs> these churches look like? Right, mm -hmm. uh, you can't believe me that Mount Evergreen Missionary Baptist Assembly of the world has got a building that holds seven hundred people, mm -hmm. and they got seven people there on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. That's God's will. Mm -hmm. it, it's some some about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It seems like we're missing God, um, and that's 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 unfortunate. Mm -hmm. There are so many companies and corporations. And, and I will say in the world, not from a worldly standpoint, but there are so many companies and corporations that understand that there comes a time that we need to merge. Mm -hmm. if, if we can merge, we will emerge. Right. And so a lot of times, as you stated, um, <clears throat> there, there are times we can be so focused on the local church 
that that we miss moments and opportunities as we've been talking about you know in collaborating in connecting in in getting individuals mm-hmm. outside of a mindset that if it's not for my church right. then I'm not doing or you know there are individuals there's nothing wrong with encouraging your pastor mm-hmm. you know every pastor need to be encouraged right. but no pastor need to be exalted yeah and so now you have individuals that's at that point, you know, mm-hmm. so it's about their local church, you know, right. and it's sad, you know, mm-hmm. I sit in services, you've been in services where it's like, you know, especially if you have like a panel of, pre- of preachers and stuff, you know, seven last sayings or whatever and stuff, you know, don't mm-hmm. let them announce the name, <laughs> just like Jesus. <laughs> hey, you know, mm-hmm. Reverend, Reverend Shaggy Bones, yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, Shaggy Bones. Yeah, Reverend Jerry Carroll, woo, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, my God, yeah. you know, so, you know, but we all there, so, yeah, I, I believe, and, and I, I, you know, I'll just share this now. We can talk later, obviously, mm-hmm. but I believe that 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 wrestling is is prompted by the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. because if we think about, you know, the generations to come, right, they're not gonna look like big mama and them grand, uh, generation, right, and their level of commitment to the local church will 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 look different, right, and so so I think that. That some of that wrestling is is really, I think, the prompting of the Lord in in helping us go, you know, uh, another way, uh, take another route to, you know, to His desired destination. Yeah. I think you said a major piece about merging and emerging, and then another thing uh, in our communities, we don't set up our leadership mm. to transition out, wow. and so there's no secession plan, right? right? Sometimes rev pastor till he die mm-hmm. just because he has no financial plan otherwise. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the church dies with the leader mm-hmm. because there was no proper plan of secession set in mm-hmm. place. And so and then sometimes you and I, to me, it goes both ways because you got young ministers who may be gifted, but mm-hmm. they don't have integrity. So they can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. Right. These older guys maybe would take someone under that wing and use them to kind of build or transition or whatever, but they don't know if this guy coming trying to take them mm-hmm. fast and oust them out. So all those mm-hmm. different things, I think, that kind of put the church behind the eight ball. Um, and I believe it is the spirit, you know, kind of mm-hmm. prompting a wrestling, mm-hmm. but something has to be done. Unfortunately, I grew up a church boy. That's all I know. Every single Sunday, I had to go. And so, <laughs> and so I just kind of feel like you know, when the church is in trouble or when the church is hurting, like it hurts me in a place that, I mean, I can't, I can barely even put in words and I, I don't know what to do. I'm I'm rarely the person that don't know what to do, right? I'm always kind of have a plan for something, but this particular thing, I never saw it coming. And the Bible is clear. The Bible prophesied that this time will come, but I just didn't see it coming. When I started preaching 1991, Man, I was looking at my pastor and these thousands of people that was coming in here and listening mm. to him falling out, the choir get up and sang to they sweaty and wigs mm. flying everywhere. To me, that was church. This is what this is what the Lord's church mm. is. And so so I just didn't expect. Whew, whew, this is a new Negro, man. This these is new Negroes. Uh, the words say in Christ you become a new creature, but this these is a new Negro. <laughs> <laughs> Real new Negroes. Man, I'm proud of us because we've been talking. I can't tell. What, what, how long that say we've been talking? 
37 minutes? Bless the Lord. But we've been talking 37 minutes, and you ain't cussed at all. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? We ain't, we ain't putting nothing out there incriminating. Like, I'm proud of us. You know what I'm saying? Because it's one thing when you pull somebody on that you know mm. you don't really know, then you got these formalities or whatever. <laughs> Whew, the conversation we really be having. <laughs> 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 so God, he's key, he's a keeper. Oh, yes, he yes, is. Yes, he is. Yes, Brian and I tongue. Listen, so uh, just just recently, uh, we're kind of rolling out something under our next level umbrella, um, adding something to the repertoire, the Kingdom Community Excellence Awards. Yes, sir. Um, just an opportunity to acknowledge, to mm-hmm. encourage, to highlight individuals in the religious community or the kingdom community in the greater Austin area. And so um, for those of you who haven't, you can go and make nominations right now. Let me, let me go ahead and use this opportunity just in case somebody's riding and listening to this and you haven't um, done what you were supposed to do and go nominate. You go to the church at Austin dot wix site dot com slash kingdom excellence mm-hmm. and when you go there you'll be able to identify different categories right now they're like 21 different options and you go and you highlight that and then fill in the name that you want to vote for and submit your vote um, and what we're just wanting to do is give people an opportunity to nominate their pastor their minister music uh, their janitor, <laughs> their, their mm-hmm. usher, right? Um, because in this climate where the mm-hmm. church gets so much negative energy and mm-hmm. negative press, mm-hmm. I think it's just right for us to spend some time celebrating mm-hmm. the positivity. Because yeah. at the end of the day, there are still yeah. people who yeah. are faithful. Mm-hmm. There are people who are showing up. There are people who are giving. There are people mm-hmm. who still believe the gospel, yes. are seeking to bring the lost to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. are seeking to be the hands and feet of yes. Christ in the world. And so um, give me talk about a little bit about uh, how this will impact our city and, and the positives that could come out of it. Bro, I, I just really want to thank the Lord and thank you for that vision because <clears throat> you've been from jump, you know, about collaboration, bringing people together, networking, pouring into people, the impartation goes beyond the pulpit. Um, and so I believe, as you've stated, this gives a, a great opportunity for people to to have a moment of of celebration mm-hmm. as well as appreciation. Mm-hmm. And you're one that told me that there's a major difference oh, between yes. being celebrated and appreciated. Yes, sir. And so I'm I think it's great. It's a great opportunity, man, to come together, you know, and as we've been talking, like churches and believers all over you know, the city and surrounding areas that's able to come together. And, and again, it's not about, um, you know, it's not about individuals, mm-hmm. but it's about all of us, right. you know, all that we do in grinding. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of things that's done uh, can sometimes go unnoticed. Right. You know, we have yeah. a, we have a, a, a mother at our church, and I thank her every, just about every first Sunday, because for years, 
every first Sunday. I don't even think about it anymore. She's prepping communion. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we have individuals that 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 clean the church. Uh, and you know, in most churches, you know, you know, rightfully so, have to you know get a cleaning company or mm-hmm. you know give you know whatever financial uh, compensation for people to clean you know the church, especially if you have like you know a decent sized church or yeah. whatever. And we have a group of individuals that that volunteer weekly, twice a week, that comes wow. and cleans the church. Man, you shouldn't and, have said that to me. You messed my day up. Okay, man. Ask yeah. them, do they want to come clean ours too? <laughs> For a small donation. Oh, wow. You said they was doing that for, you know, for Man. the love of the Lord. Go ahead. And that's what blows me away. I'm like, Man, I don't know if I love the Lord. Yeah, I don't know if I love him like that. Mm-hmm. Show me the. Okay, go ahead. I need something. I didn't clean one of the rows in the church. So, uh, <laughs> and it was the row you was on. <laughs> I picked up my papers. What y'all gonna do for me? <laughs> so I think individuals can, can, uh, on, on that day, on that night, can you know we can just sit back, pause for a moment, and mm-hmm. and just really say thank you. And everybody just love on those. You know whether the individuals have won, or definitely individuals that's been nominated. Right. Uh, which is why I too encourage you know for you to go online and to nominate those individuals that mm-hmm. uh, that you have identified. You know when they talk about appreciation, how you know how that can go a long way in yeah. individuals' lives, and and you know and, and what they do and how they serve. The so, nomination alone yes. might encourage somebody that just kind of feels like their labor is being mm. overlooked. Wow. And so that, that's all this is about. It's just an opportunity, you know, to give some people some flowers mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe even to show the world that we can come together and we yeah. are, you know, there are people who are still holding up the bloodstained banner, mm-hmm. still serving mm-hmm. uh, with integrity and passion and excitement and zeal. Because sometimes you don't miss, you don't realize how big of an impact a person oh. makes until they're missing. Hallelujah. Or until they pass away or whatever. Yes, sir. And sometimes you realize, man, it was certain stuff that we didn't even have to worry about mm-hmm. because this person was taking care of it. But, mm-hmm. um, yes, sir. So I just think it's important that we learn how to celebrate and encourage one another. Give me my flowers while I'm yet living. Say it, sir. Whenever they sing that song, I just cry, cry, cry. I don't, don't give me no flowers. Couldn't use it. I'm allergic to flowers. He had me sneezing behind these flowers. <laughs> give me some dollar bills. Man, you know what's hilarious? Whenever I'm in here and I'm doing my, uh, my prayer, Wednesdays at noon, mm. I'll look at my computer screen and that picture of Martin Luther King is like he always looking down at me yeah. with such disapproval and disdain. Mm. But tonight he looking at you like that the right. whole time. He right. like this dude. Rightfully <laughs> like so. Like the whole night. Like Martin has not approved of you. <laughs> it looked like his eyes moved a little. <laughs> To the people that's only hearing the audio, you're not getting the full effect of this. But you see what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it troubles me. I, yeah. I'll say while I'm recording, I'm taking that picture down when I'm done, but then I always leave it up there. He had a dream. He deserved to look at me like that if he felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> what a moment. <laughs> you want me to edit that out? No, leave that one. You do look a little disappointed. Yeah. So... <laughs> October 4th is when the Kingdom Community Excellence Awards will jump off. And listen, there's just two um, brothers that 
answered a call a long time ago, and we've been fumbling and failing mm, <laughs> and trying to fulfill it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. God gives grace, Thank you, Lord. and God gives another chance. Mm. And um, I just want to encourage you. Uh, mm. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You, you be gone a good work, and there's been many much fruit. Um, sometimes the negativity that we hear from people is so loud mm. that we miss the the affirmations that God sends. It it can mm. be thousands of people saying you're doing a good job, but those two people mm-hmm. who are haters, mm-hmm. <laughs> they seem so much louder. It's like who gave them a microphone, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, while I have a microphone, say it, sir. I'm just gonna tell you, man. Stay on the wall. Stay encouraged. Bless you, sir. Keep grinding. Keep doing your thing. Um, if it kills us, we're going to be a blessing to the city. Mm. I want our children to be able to one day say, man, our dads, they were they were serious about the kingdom. Mm. And lives have been impacted and changed mm. as a result. Amen. So, I ain't going to, you know, I don't do the mushy stuff, but I'm proud of you. I may not tell you enough, but I'm proud of you. Keep Give me a hug. Man, I ain't going to hug you. <laughs> Not often. Not look, look at Martin. Look, look at Martin. He always wanna hug. This dude talk about a hug. This ain't no fellowship. <laughs> well, free. I if if I can say as well, um, I'm really blessed by you, and and you know you are one of my favorite. And I'm only saying that because. And maybe somebody else I need to say whatever to, like my dad or something. But um, <laughs> but you are one of my not only favorite preachers. I mean, you know, you you God uses you in such amazing ways behind that sacred desk. But but the work, the grind that you do uh, is is amazing. You know, the, the hours that you spend, the after hours that you spend. Um, your focus, your, your, you know, just in being a brother and a friend, mm-hmm. one thing I admire that I don't know if I ever get there is your level of consistency. And, and when you, you know, God give you a word, God give you an assignment, you're going to be faithful to it until the Lord says, okay, let's, let's do something else or, or that's enough. So I appreciate, you know, wow. your grind and your faithfulness and, and you going against the grain from day one in ministry and and now I'm just excited and, and thankful uh, to be connected with you to partner with you I'll, I'll say even on record that that I'm better when we're together wow and uh and man, I might time, give you a hood no man probably not <laughs> I'll just play bless it. you though man yeah I love your load dude for real that's what's up and that's on the record that take them flowers man right. that's good because I, I, I've started this new segment that people ain't heard yet. They may hear it this Friday. No, probably not because mm. it's the video version. But I'm starting to do shout-outs. Oh, and at the up. end, I say, take them flowers. For real? That's crazy. Wow. Wow. After, after we cut off, I'm going to show you so you'll know I ain't lying. They pre-recorded. It's crazy. That's what's up. Yeah. Take them flowers. I don't know if that was affirmation or that mean I need to change it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Martin does not <laughs> seem impressed. This is not pleased. <laughs> anyway, it's been another Free Indeed Friday podcast, the Fellowship yes, Edition. I believe this has been a fruitful conversation. I think those who hear it will be blessed. 
Um, and I thank you for your time. I'm probably going to have to get you back on here sometime soon because we got to talk about them hijack platforms. Oh, my um, and you know this one was all you know productive and and healthy, mm. but sometimes we might need to just you know check some. Uh, I mean, put you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Now you that's the one we make us. Yeah. Hey man, just pray for me. Hey man, see we still got Baptists in our name, so we I'm entitled to cuss. You, we, I can cuss five times in a week. But when you when you when you go non-denominational, you go that road, you gotta be real. You gotta walk holy. All the time. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! He, th- he tried to throw a slug earlier time my late hours because right now it is Ooh, it's 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll hear it at 5 o'clock p.m., mm-hmm. but this is 11 o'clock at Man. night, and I thank God that my brother stayed up past his bedtime. Now yes, I'm going to send him home to his family right. uh, so that he can... Be blessed and restored for tomorrow. But it's another Free Indeed Friday podcast, Fellowship Edition. It's your boy, Pastor Free, and my friend and my brother, Pastor A.L. Sneed, the second lead servant, chieftain, founder, <laughs> teacher, foot washer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> of the South Austin Community <laughs> Church. And we partnered together for the Next Level Ministry Fellowship. I'm trying to take this thing to the next level. No better way. Real talk. Yes, sir. All right. Aha. I know, I know. It's so hard to say goodbye. Anyway, listen, this is the conclusion of our time together. I pray that you've been tremendously blessed, and I speak an abundance of favor over your weekend. Don't forget to tune back in to our Free Indeed Friday next week. Remember, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Till next time, live life abundantly. Ah, So there are a bunch of dope, effective Jesus honoring churches in the greater Austin area. But if you happen to be in our area and you're looking for a church home, feel free to drop by the Abundant Life Church. Uh, our Flugerville location is located at 1006 Old Austin Huddle Road. That's Flugerville, Texas. Come through, drop by, worship at the Abundant Life Church where better life in Christ begins and we're living it up. We're the perfect church for imperfect people. Listen, friends, if you've been blessed by this podcast, you need to make your way over to our website, www.freetheletterndeedministries.com. On our site, you can find everything from movies to live recordings and studio records. Uh, Also, my first book, God Wants Me. You can follow us on all social media outlets. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at free, the letter N, deed, M-I-N. Please believe we got some amazing things in store and you don't want to miss one moment of it. So go ahead and follow us. Like do it like right now. Like go check it out. Like 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 right now. Right now.